Uh, many of you, of course, recall the uh, episode that took the life of Lieutenant Hadar Golden back in August of 2014 during the Gaza War. Uh, during a U.N. Uh, brokered and sponsored ceasefire, by the way, um, he was um, uh, killed along with some of his comrades in, a, um, in an episode at the hands of Hamas. And um, since that time, the parents of Hadar Golden have uh, been on a, a mission to have his uh, body uh, turned back to the to them, to the Israelis, and of course to his family. At uh, and so far, until this point, that has not occurred. With us live via telephone is the mother of Lieutenant Hadar Golden. Leah Golden is with us. Leah, Shalom. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to JM in the AM. I'm sure you're aware of this. How could you not be? But I feel it's important to state it. Uh, there are certain people, as uh, as Israel goes through these challenging times over the last many decades, who make a tremendous impression worldwide. Uh, there's certain soldiers, certain officers, whose stories have international impact. I'm sure you're aware of the type of Jewish hero and Jewish heroism, heroism uh, with which your son is regarded by world jury? Yes, unfortunately, I'm aware. I mean, I, I would uh, prefer it otherwise, you know, know about him, but uh, having him with us. But, you know, that's God's will, so uh, we have to live with it. No question about that. And, and the fact that he was engaged at the time and the circumstances of how things occurred, I think, added to the... Uh, uh, to everyone's attention that they paid, and uh, and and the reason why Hadar Golden's name is such an important name in mm-hmm. the recent Jewish history to both young and old alike. Uh, what were, what were the circumstances immediately uh, following the episode? Was there at that time some hope, some optimism that in fact his body would be returned? Yes. Um, uh, let's start. Uh, let's take a step backward. Um, Hadar, uh, you mentioned he was killed on August 1st during a ceasefire, two hours after a ceasefire was declared. Right. And during the, thir- it was a Friday, and during the first 36 hours, he was uh, actually missing in action. And only after uh, 36 on Mot- uh, hours on Motsai Shabbat, uh, he was declared dead according to forensic evidence that were brought but by his uh, friends uh, that en- entered into the underground towners uh, risking their lives. But at that time, the, the evidence also uh, uh, showed that he was kidnapped. Now, during the first year, uh, the whole atmosphere was be that there will be an exchange like uh, it was it has been done since uh, the greek i think that after a war is finished uh, war activities are are finished uh, bodies are exchanged right. so uh, this was the whole atmosphere so we were waiting only after a year we realized that that is not going to be since uh, hamas is actually uh, was actually kidnapping and keep the bodies as a bargain chip. Why bargain ha- chip? Right. Yeah. Now I was, I was going to ask why your attention has been so focused on the United Nations. I know that it was during their brokered yeah. ceasefire, and ha- ha- have those efforts been at all successful? 
הדר, we learned since then that הדר is actually a victim of a ceasefire rather than a victim of a war since uh, the Hamas uh, um, violated a ceasefire take, uh, knowing that the Israeli IDF uh, protocol during ceasefire is not to shoot. Right. Now, since this fire, ceasefire was brokered by John Kerry, Secretary of State, and Ban Ki-moon, uh, General Secretary of the UN, uh, we, we, we hope and we want to, to the, uh, we expect the UN and the U.S. to bear some responsibility Uh, in, their, uh, in his return back to decent uh, burial in his homeland, Israel. Uh, so uh, we've been uh, mainly approaching the UN, uh, especially last September. We've been here during the General Assembly um, uh, presenting a wonderful art exhibit of Hadar's work, and I will be happy to tell you about it. And uh, meeting a lot of uh, people it, um, people who were much interested in the exhibition, a lot of them came to us, and we had a chance to introduce our case and the name of the exhibition was Hadar the Final Peace, yeah. uh, except of two persons that did not come to that uh, to us to to the exhibition. One of them is Ban Ki-moon, and the other one is John Kerry. Both of them were very close to the exhibition physically. <laughs> Leah Golden is with us, mother of a Jewish hero, Hadar Golden. So it's his artwork that is continuing to spike interest in his case. Exactly. Um, Adar left us with a great, wonderful legacy, uh, his artwork and a lot of writings. Uh, now, um, after the Shiva, uh, people from Ein Hod, you know, the artist uh, village uh, in the north of mm-hmm. Israel, mm-hmm. <coughs> approached us and said, look, you should, you should uh, create an exhibition. And uh, actually, we did it in Israel the first time in Enod, and then <clears throat> the UN, the Park Avenue Synagogue, and now uh, this time uh, we came because the um, UN exhibition is displayed now <clears throat> in Los Angeles at the um, Tolerance Museum of uh, Simon Wiesenthal Center. And in Miami, uh, we have uh, presented the Park Avenue Synagogue uh, exhibition that we had. And, um, yeah, a lot of people are are coming in, um, admiring Adar's work. Uh, He was only um, 23 when he was killed. And most of his drawings that are displayed now in the exhibition Uh, where he was um, making them when he was, I think, between 15 to 20. Um, And they show and express what he felt about life, what he was thinking about life, and the lovely colors he had. I mean, everyone keeps talking about the light that they can see coming out from his... uh, From his artwork. um, Drawings, yeah. Yeah. Leah Golden is with us live via telephone. So obviously, in addition to the exhibit, you'd like to meet with as many community and political leaders as possible, trying to secure the remains of uh, of your son. 
Um, so number one, and I know that this might be difficult for you to go into detail in a public forum, but in general, have representatives of the Israeli government been helping you in this effort? Uh, yes, look, uh, in Israel, unfortunately, we are used uh, during the, the last 30 years, uh, the Hamas uh, and other terrorists, you know, uh, kidnapping, ki- kidnap soldiers and uh, uh, declare the prize for Israel in terms of uh, terrorist release. Uh, we we actually suggest to flip the equation um, and uh, not give give in to the terrorists, but de- define a price for them for not returning the bases and for kidnapping in the first place. I would say it in Hebrew: right. to change it from a, from an asset to a burden. You know, yeah. and hoping that by this. Um, we can motivate them to return the bodies and think over for the next time they will want to, to kidnap a soldier. Uh, so um, in Israel, um, we do our best to convince uh, uh, our representatives, and I believe they are doing their best, but um, we are now two and a half years after, and uh, understand that Israel... In, in some ways, is limited to to put uh, pressure on the Hamas uh, without the support of of the world. Because whenever we 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 suggest things um, to put pressure on Hamas, uh, the usual answer is that the world the world will jump on us. Right. So uh, the fact that we come to the U.S. to the U.S. is first of all because. We look to the U.S. government uh, administration, especially now the new administration, to support us to to resolve this issue of ceasefire violation. And since U.S. was involved, we feel that it's right to approach them and ask their help in... uh, in uh, resolving our issue. Leah Golden is with us, uh, trying to secure the remains of uh, Jewish hero Lieutenant Hadar Golden, her son. Uh, the new administration's only been there for a month, so I don't know if you, if you could even answer this question at this point, but is there any indication based on the last couple of weeks, I don't know what meetings you've had and what connection and, and, and conversations you've had, is there any reason to believe that this administration might be more proactive in this area than the previous one? Uh, the answer is definitely yes. We've been for almost two and a half weeks now. We visited Miami and Los Angeles and now New York. We we managed to meet some uh, uh, great uh, congressmen and congresswomen and um, other uh, political influential uh, people. And first of all, everyone um, except, I mean, there is no there is no question that what happened to us is, is wrong. I mean, uh, Hamas keeping bodies is a humanitarian issue, uh, not, not allowing their decent uh, burial in, in their homeland is, is almost barbaric, it's against, any, it's against Jewish values, against any values, human dignity, human rights, whatever you want. So there is no question that our case should be resolved. Now, since our case actually is a case study demonstrating the violation of ceasefire and violation, you know, the values we believe in, yeah. um, 
all people that we met now um, after the election uh, agree that the U.S. should uh, support in resolving this issue. And finally, uh, and finally, I assume our role, our role as listeners, those who want to help out the Golden Family, is to alert our very own representatives, our members of Congress, our senators, etc., to the Hadar Golden situation. Many of them, I would assume at this point, still don't even know what is happening. Uh, it's our job to contact our public officials and let them know what's going on. Yes, definitely, yes, and thank you for saying that. <sighs> yeah, yes, that's what we expect from Am Israel. You know, Adar was eager to connect Am Israel. I don't know how much time we have, but uh, what we learned from his soldiers that he trained them, he was commanding them, them during basic training, Tironot, whatever they were complaining of, his only answer was, uh, that's what Am Israel needs you. They were joking about it because he never said Medinat Israel needs you. He never said Tzahal needs you. He always said Am Israel needs you. So now we actually approach Am Israel because we believe that our case presented basic Jewish-Israeli humanitarian issue. So we need Am Israel to help us now, and I believe that what we are looking for, the solution we are looking for, for us it's a short-term solution, but, but I believe that worldwide it will be a long-term solution to all this, and I don't know how to say, uh, abnormal uh, behavior. Yeah, understood. Uh, we have an obligation. We've always talked about uh, Jews in the diaspora, just like Jews in Israel have an obligation to do what we can for the Jewish heroes who protect us on a yes. daily basis, and that's the soldiers of the IDF. And I hope that our listeners will, in fact, uh, be proactive and help you in this effort. We're going to try to contact our own representatives and make them aware of the situation with the Golden family. And by the way, Mrs. Golden, again, I know that uh, you probably know this, but there's so many schools around this country, so many Jewish schools, where where the picture, that wonderful picture of a smiling Hadar Golden is hanging on bulletin boards and part of projects on Jewish heroism. I'm sure you're aware of it. Uh, his, yeah, his, his, his impact on the Jewish community worldwide is duly noted. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I heard about this. Uh, it, I, I'm, I'm deeply moved. I, I can add on it that uh, now um, having and getting more and more about Adar's uh, uh, written stuff, we learned that he, he was a madrich in Bnei Akiva and was a commander in, in the Tzava, in, the, in Tzahal. Uh, he used to write a lot of notes to his people and used a lot of sayings, and we are now uh, collecting all of them, trying to work it out to some uh, educational program, uh, and we call it Chinuch L'Arachim, Al Piadar Bedarke Adar, uh, education for values, and and what interested him was Israeli Jewish values. Amazingly, and he somehow invented wonderful slogans. You know that now we know helped a lot of people, uh, it motivated a lot of people, and um, we hope that this is, will be also be become uh, uh, some um, some basic. Uh, infrastructure for schools, for informal education, uh, on top of the, the nice uh, uh, art pieces that he left us. We look forward. By the way, yeah. a lot of his painting, I mean, he used to draw uh, very nice, colorful, uh, you know, impressionist-style uh, images, mm -hmm. but he used a lot of comics. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, a lot of comics that we are now uh, trying to present, but still have to work it out. But in every at every paper, at everything he was writing, attached to it was uh, some smiley cartoon or something expressing uh, more than the text can express. Well, keep us up to date on the projects. It'll be an honor to speak about them. Continued Hatzlacha. Okay. We will do what we can Thank to help out. And I thank you so much for joining us this morning. Have a nice day, Nahum. Leah Golden, mother of uh, Lieutenant Hadar Golden, uh, killed by Hamas in August of 2014. Most people in our audience know of whom I refer, that incredible Jewish hero. Uh, I encourage everybody to at least alert uh, community leaders within our own community, plus members of the United States House of Representatives and your U.S. Senators, especially those of you around the country who would have even more impact possibly, uh, about the Hadar Golden and Golden family situation and how they are fighting for his remains to be returned from Hamas to Israel and to his family. More coming up. This is a Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.
Think of a more proper song after that conversation with Leia Golden, Misha Berach for the Chayalim, for Tzahal, for the IDF here at JM in the AM. 